are now listening to The Pit Radio, the most politically incorrect podcast in the nation. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to be a part of the conversation. What's going on, everybody? My name is Austin Patterson. You are listening to The Pit. Today is February the 8th, and I got some fun stuff today. Uh, We will be talking about socialism and how awesome it is, how great of an economic system slash government system it actually is. Um, The reason this came up is really I was uh, scrolling through my Facebook feed, and I saw this post by The Daily Wire um, about Panera Bread and its... uh, socialist pay what you want restaurant that's considered to be their nonprofit or whatever it well they had five of them and the last one is closing on the 15th finally um and it turns out it wasn't that good of a deal in the first place um (laughs) apparently uh the restaurant was designed to feed low-income people and the business model didn't really work out i mean i mean people got free meals a lot of them and uh that's mostly what they got according to this article uh it seems like those restaurants made about 60 percent of what its costs were back meaning that uh they definitely didn't turn a profit which is good since they were non-profit and also they lost about uh 30 to 40 percent of their um of all of the money that they had spent initially um, on these, this plan. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit of, a, of this article. It says, rather than uh, create a charitable, charitable organization that distributes food to the needy families or a discount outlet or even a $1 menu, Panera tried to create a socialist system in which meals were offered at a suggested donation price. That means some people would pay more while others would pay less based on what they felt like or could afford. And uh, just real quick before we go any farther, I feel like people most of the time felt like they couldn't afford anything else than a free meal. Um, and they had already, uh, Panera already promised that everybody that wanted a free meal could get one. And so it doesn't really make sense to me. What ended up happening was a bunch of college kids just go down like 20 or 30 at a time, (laughs) ransack the place, got 20 or 30 free meals. Then the homeless would come in, get 20 or 30 free meals. And then there would be like two people that felt bad for Panera and paid the normal price. So nobody paid over the normal price. And then almost everybody got the free meals. And then eventually it turned out to a place where um, basically the uh, managers at the place were getting mad at the customers for wanting the free food that had been promised. Um, They would be negative towards the individuals coming in. People felt harassed to pay um, even though they had been told they didn't have to. Um, and the CEO, uh, eventually after he was let go or stepped down or retired, um, he had, uh, <laughs> he, he expressed the idea that it wasn't a feasible system in the first place. Um, it, it, it just turned into a really bad situation for everybody involved. And it was kind of funny cause it was, it was, uh, deemed as an awesome 
experiment to kind of see how people would react in this situation. And we could all told you from the beginning, nobody really is that morally. Um, and it's not a moral thing either. That's another thing that people think like, oh, well, we think that uh, this is what you know, the price should be. And uh, I feel like I need to pay that price because it's in my morals to pay for things that I think are worth it. Um, that's not a real thing. Basically, it's as much as you can get for as little as possible is how real human um, psyche kind of, in a way, works. It's not based off of kindness. Uh, we are all uh, animals in in a sense, and you kind of have to be more of a realist to understand this. And I, I really, really do not understand how they thought this was going to work in the first place. They maybe thought people were good inherently. Um, which is another thing. If you think people are inherently good people, like in general, like they just are always like their nature is to be good in the first place, then you are very, very mistaken. Even the Bible talks about we are all sinners from from birth, and it and it's just our nature to be uh, negative. Also, getting as much as we can for as little as possible. That's why our welfare system is so good <laughs> or bad. How the way you look at it, fifty or whatever is forty. Eight percent of people are on food stamps, things like that. Um, there's a reason why you can't just have people pay like what they want type of deal because you won't make any money because people don't want to pay you for that. And that's why um, capitalism reigns supreme. Um, but I kind of wanted to go deeper into this. I wanted to talk about socialism Overall, I'll link this article uh, to my Facebook page and uh, the Pit Facebook page so you guys can listen or read it for yourselves and see how idiotic and ridiculous it, it, it is in all, in all reality. Um, but I want to talk about socialism and kind of this new thing that people are talking about, democratic socialism and how it is related and what, uh, what to expect if this becomes a reality. Um, socialism... Basically, to sum it up the fastest way possible, the government owns the means of production and the distribution of um, all wealth, um, and there is no job, there is no private sector. It is the government that owns everything, and you just everybody's a government employee, and uh, no nobody owns anything. Um, democratic socialism is a sneaky thing that people are trying to you probably hear this all the time now from Bernie Sanders or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or uh, a lot of different people the, the idea of democratic socialism is still where the private sector is still large and it owns the means of production but the government steals the profit and then redistributes it essentially taxing the crap out of everybody that owns a business or things like that in order to redistribute the wealth and basically, in their eyes, make it fair that everybody's receiving uh, the same amount of money even if they're not even working. Um, and I just don't understand how there's an argument for this. Um, if you didn't work, you didn't earn it, you don't get it. Life's not fair. Maybe you were born into a situation where you don't have uh, the means to, I don't know, start a business or things like that. Which is totally false. You have the internet nowadays. But anyways, that is not your money if somebody – like if, if uh, let's say Amazon is making money, right? They're, they're doing their thing. Um, but you get 50% of what Amazon makes for doing nothing. That is not fair at all. You did not work for it. You do not get it. Um, and it just kind of 
de-incentivizes uh, people to, to progress and make things happen. Um, basically, everything in America that's good has come out of our economy being a capitalist society and for us to be able to uh, want to make a better life for ourselves based on the type of work that we put into it. We get out what we put in. That's a capitalist society. A socialist society is you get out what others put in. And it's as simple as that. It's it's not really arguable. If you want to say, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not fair, things like that, I'll, be, I'll agree with you. It's not fair. Um, but that's the best part of it, it, that it's not fair. People can get ahead. People don't have to stay down. People can pick themselves up and go and work for themselves. Um, I have a little uh, blurb here um, from... It's, it's from a, an article called Why Socialism Always Fails. And a couple of things that I picked out were um, it kind of compares it to a pyramid scheme. And it, and it talks about how a pyramid scheme is ultimately unsustainable because it is based on a, like a faulty premise. Um, and likewise, collectivism, socialism, is unsustainable in the long run because it is a flawed theory. Socialism does not work because it is non not consistent with fundamental principles of human behavior. Just like I talked about, humans are inherently evil creatures, or creatures, I wouldn't say evil, but uh, have evil tendencies. It's, it, like I said, it's in the Bible. It's just, uh, we're animals at the end of the day, animals, survival of the fittest. That is how we are wired. And if we try and change that, it's not, uh, it's not a good thing, and it doesn't work, really. Um, so, obviously... It's not consistent with the fundamental principles of human behavior. The failure of socialism in countries around the world can be traced to one critical defect. It is a system that ignores incentives. This is very this is this is the reason why socialism doesn't work. There's no incentivized um, opportunities. Basically, <clears throat> who wants to go out and risk everything? in order to give all their money back anyways to the government. Essentially, business owners nowadays, such as myself and such as other people my age, we are starting these companies and risking a lot and putting a lot on them in order to reap the rewards later on. That's the goal. The goal is not to help humanity. I'm sorry if you think that's what we're trying to do when we start our companies. It Obviously, it provides jobs and things like that, but there is selfish nature in trying to start something. It's the fact that you want it to succeed so you can live the life you've always wanted um, individually. I'm not here to help anybody else as the main purpose. However, it will um, kind of uh, as a side effect, as a good side effect, you might add. Um, capitalism inherently helps everybody else that also wants to help each other and it, and it kind of uses um our natural instinct of greed um against itself and helps it to be spread out because you can only be as strong as your team and, and it's kind of like you can be as strong as your weakest link that's as strong as you could possibly get if you're a, a, an individual starting your company you can only grow it to a certain point then you need to start hiring people like it's literally impossible to grow it anymore except for like youtube with the internet and things like that but that's a whole nother story um but if you're starting a company you can only get so far until it's not possible for you to make any more money you will cap every person that you add raises that cap and so eventually you by you starting this company 
in your mindset, you were wanting to to make a life for yourself. You were wanting to get rich, maybe. You were wanting to um, be successful, wildly successful beyond all imagination. Maybe your goal is to make $10 million, a uh, billion dollars, be worth that someday. Let's say you start a company, right? And it's going very well, but in your first year, you only make $100,000. Um, your second year, you get to $200,000. Your third year, you get to $200,000 again, and you literally cannot keep up with any more uh, demand for your product slash services, and uh, you ca- you tap out at $200,000. Let's say you're, you're producing something or selling something. You can only do so much on your own. Um, you hire somebody next, and they come in, and they add so much value in the, in the time they provide, um, in the skills that they provide, in the speed that they provide. You double your sales that year whenever you add somebody. Um, and then it will cap out again. There's only so much two people can do. So it, the bigger you want to get with your company, the more people you will help out. And that's just an inherent natural fact that capitalism promotes. Um, maybe it was, it, it, it's obviously a side effect that more people get, uh, uh, more people uh, benefit from the capitalist society and it's because it's a side effect. Um and it's all based on the idea of incentives or uh, other way to put it, a goal that you want to set for yourself and your life and your family in the future. Um, another little part here. In a capitalist economy, incentives are of the utmost importance. Market prices and profit and loss systems of accounting and private property rights provide an efficient interrelated system of incentives to guide and direct economic behavior. Capitalism is based on the theory that incentives matter. Just like I said, just everything that I just said is all summed up in that sentence right there. Um, I feel like that's a pretty good argument as to why we should not uh, we go with uh, socialism. Although, there are some countries that have tried it. And this is the case that many um, Democrats uh, start to uh, promote like these Nordic countries that they're doing a very good job of, of uh, having socialized uh, economic systems where uh, the government provides everybody with everything that they need. Um, and they always make an example of the Nordic countries. Um, and this is a huge mistake. They're not even close to anything that resembles a socialist society. Um, and just to, to have an example of that, I pulled up Forbes.com. And it is, uh, the title of it says, sorry, Bernie, but Nordic countries are not socialist. And uh, the reasons that they list as to why they are not socialist countries is, uh, let's see, let me pull it up right here. Um, so the, the reason Nordic countries are not uh, socialist societies, uh, they are mostly free market uh, societies are they practice free market economics economics um, which is one thing that socialism will never include ever it's it's the opposite of what socialism is a free market economy but the reason they believe and that's why they kind of call it democratic socialism because they they want to have that socialist idea the the whole popular thing to do is um, the the hippie thing to do is 
it's democratic socialism is different. It's because uh, we still have a free market economy, but it's not socialism in the slightest. What it is is free market economy paired with high taxes exchanged for generous government entitlement programs. Um, first, it is worth noting that Nordic countries were economic successes before they built their welfare states. Those productive economies generating good incomes for their workers allowed the governments to raise the tax revenues needed to pay for social benefits. It was not the government benefits that created the wealth, but wealth that allowed the luxury of such generous government programs. Um, second, as evidence of the lack of government interference, as I said before, socialism is only government, nothing else. No free market, nothing like that. Um, this just proves that there was a lot less government interference than Bernie Sanders or all these uh, socialist democratic people claim. Um, and evidence of this lack of government interference in business affairs is that None of these countries have a minimum wage law. This is a huge part of this deal. Unions are reasonably powerful in many industries and negotiate contracts, but the government does not ensure any particular outcome from those negotiations. Workers are paid what they are worth, not based on the government's perception of what is fair. This allows companies to hire uh, very low-paying jobs for very basic skills and very small amounts of time worked, they can offer them small wages in order to, to, to cover that little work area there in order to pay um, the exorbitant amount of taxes that they have to pay to the government at the end. Um, that's the only way that we can raise our taxes is to not have a minimum wage, apparently, is what they're pro kind of proving here. And you know what I think about taxes. We can lower those suckers. Um, that would be dope, but if they hire them, they gotta, something's got to give. It's either got to be minimum wage or taxes. One of those has to go lower. They can't both go up. It's, if one goes up, one has to go down, in, in, in this opinion. Um, and uh, I think that actually could be pretty accurate. Um, and uh, they also, a third example of Nordic commitment to free markets can be found in Swedish Sweden, which has complete school choice, the government provides families with vouchers for each child. These vouchers can be used to attend regular public schools, government charter schools, or private for-profit for schools. Clearly, the use of government funds to pay for private for-profit schools is the opposite of socialism. So in reality, yes, everybody is paying a high amount of taxes, but the government is also subsidizing a lot of things. They are paying for... They are paying the private sector in a way. They are contracting out the private sector. So it's a kind of like a circular system, and that's kind of why um, it is the way it is. There's nothing like socialism. It doesn't resemble anything like socialism. If you hear a Democrat say democratic socialism is working good in the Nordic countries, um, say false, that is totally wrong and does not have to do anything with what you are talking about. Socialism and Nordic countries are opposites. Um, and then I'm just going to get to one more thing real quick, a great example of socialism in the world, a, a bastion of hope and freedom, as you might say, is uh, Venezuela. Obviously, I'm being facetious. Venezuela is a total crap hole. Um, <laughs> one of the richest countries in the world at one point, Venezuela is now plagued with hunger, poverty, shortages, crime, and the highest inflation rate in the world. And they are one of the true socialist countries of the world. 
probably not really a country anymore. Um, it sits on the world's largest proven oil reserves, and that's kind of has a lot to do with why it became very rich in the first place. Um, realistically, you just go look at all the things going on. There's food lines. It's people lost on an average like 24 pounds last year um, because of the lack of food. Um, a baby born in war-torn Syria today has a better chance of survival than a newborn in Venezuela. Um, it's an unprecedented man-made humanitarian crisis. Um, you need to look that up for yourself. There's too much to go into on it. It's, it's absolutely hilarious that uh, this is the country that Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Nancy Pelosi, this is the country that uh, represents their thinking. So just go take a look at that. That should do it uh, for you and kind of convert you real quick to get enough of that bandwagon. And it's funny because most Democrats nowadays are becoming more socialist than they are Democrat. Uh, absolutely 100% more socialist than they are Democrats. So this episode I felt like I had a lot of passion behind and I can definitely uh, make an argument as to why a lot of this is false um, and why a lot of this, the way that I explained it, is very simple to understand and I really don't understand why a lot of people don't get it. But I hope a lot of people listen to this because I feel like it's all kind of, it comes together in a way that makes it very easy to understand. So if you like this video, or if you like this podcast, um, go ahead and give it a like. Subscribe, if you will, wherever you are listening to it on. I'm recording off of Anchor. Um, as you heard in the first section, uh, we had a little ad in the beginning. This has been a really fun one. I love this topic. I um, think I did a pretty good job, but uh, if you want to talk about it, uh, post to me on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, let's talk about it. Um, I think it was a good one, though. Uh, that concludes this episode for the day. Um, hopefully, I'll have another one tomorrow. Probably not Sunday. I'm thinking I'm going to take off Sundays and Wednesdays of this podcast, but we'll see. Maybe I'll just do every day. Um, it's been really fun. Uh, appreciate all the support, guys. Have a good one, and uh, we will see you next time. Take it easy. Bye.